hold on to this world with everything I have, but I feel the weight of what it brings and the hurt that tries to grab, the many trials that seem to never end. His word declares this truth that we will enter in this rest with wonders and but I hold on to this hope and the promise that He brings that there will be a place with no more suffering. There will be a day, no more tears, no more pain, and no more fears. There will be a day when the burdens of this place will be no more we'll see jesus face to face but until that day we'll hold on to you always Though the journey seems so long, you feel you're walking on your own. But there has never been a step where you've walked out all alone. Troubled soul, don't lose your heart. Joy and peace He brings, and the beauty that's in store outweighs the hurt of life's sting. But I hold on to this hope. And the promise that He brings That there will be a day with no more suffering There will be a day when there burn more tears No more pain and no more fears There will be a day when the burdens of this place Will be no more We'll see Jesus face to face, but until that day, we'll hold on to you always. I can't wait until that day when the very one I've lived for awaits will wipe away the sorrow that I have faced. Oh, to touch the scars that rescued me From a life of shame and of misery Oh, this is why, this is why I say There will be a day No more tears No more pain No more fears There will be a day When the burdens of this place We'll be no more, we'll see Jesus face to face. There will be a day with no more tears, with no more pain, with no more fears. There will be a day when the burdens of this place will be no more, we'll see Jesus face to face. There will be a day He'll wipe away the tears He'll wipe away our tears There will be a day 
Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts 
for wisdom. Father, thank you for giving us another day. What are we waiting for? To live in our fears, our insecurities, or to step out on faith and say, I'm ready to serve you. I'm ready to give my life to you. I'm ready to give my heart to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for standing for that portion of this service. Thank you for honoring God, honoring His Word. It's not about me. It's not about anybody else in this building, but it's about Him. What an awesome, there's, there's a lot of great verses concerning time. As I was praying about all, well, even before this week, I was thinking about the last message that I, you know, you kind of get these, well, let me do this for the new year. It's a new beginning. It's a new beginning for our, our faith. It's a new beginning for our families. It's a new beginning for our friendships. And now finally, it's a new beginning for our future. But you know, I thought about that. I said, well, you know, which way do I go with that thought? You know, there's a lot of ways you could go. What about the, the rapture? Well, that's a good future right there. What about heaven? That's a great future. Man, there's some great, you know, what about on down? But think about this, our immediate futures tomorrow. Our immediate future is tomorrow. And God's Word has a lot to say about tomorrow. Did you know tomorrow will never be here? All you have is today. That's it. Your immediate future, future really is not even tomorrow, it's right now. What are you going to do in the next hour? What are you going to do this afternoon? What are you going to do tonight? Because you're not going to live. No, nobody has the promise of tomorrow. We really don't even have the promise of the next minute. So what does the prayer of Moses say there? So teach us to number our days. You know, and I thought about that right there, and I, I, the Lord placed in my hands a, a book and uh, ordered it on my Kindle, got it in. I, it just, man, I was like, and I, I had no idea that this, you know, this idea and this thought in the name of the book is 20,000 Days and Counting, and the writer is a Christian writer. He's also the manager for another fellow by the name of Andy Andrews. Some of you may have heard of him. He wrote a book called The Traveler's Gift. But basically, it's this thought. I said, well, that's exactly the... I mean, thank you, Lord, because that was exactly the thought that I was thinking of. And he, he came to a point in his life that he had been alive for 20,000 days. He said, man, now what am I going to do with the rest? Instead of counting down like, man, I've only got so many years left. You know, a lot of times when people find out that they might have a terminal disease or something, they say, well, Doc says I only have a year left. Doc says I may have six months or whatever and this and that. But instead of counting down, why don't you count up? Count up. How many days has God given you? I asked Miss Dina, and I appreciate her including that extra a uh, little bit for you, an insert. Inspiring quotes concerning time. Not all of them. I, I like uh, the Native American proverb. Most of them I put in there, counting up. Uh, when you were born, you cried and the world rejoiced. Live your life in such a manner that when you die, the world cries and you rejoice. Because you rejoice. Why? Because you're in heaven now. Praise Jesus. 
And then, of course, being a science fiction guru, I had to put Yoda quote in there. (laughs) Do or do not, there is no try. Most of us sit on the sidelines, well, I'll, I'll try. Don't try, do it. Do it. And each one of those I put in there about how long they lived. And the last fellow is still living. And uh, 16,000, matter of fact, today I've been alive 16,817 days. The writer of the book that I got a hold of, and uh, his name is Robert D. Smith. His is the one at the bottom of page one that goes to the next page, author and agent and Christian. And he's lived 21,094 days so far. Number your days daily. Don't underestimate its power. Stop counting days down. Instead, count them up. Marvel at how many you've been allowed to spend on this planet and never forget that each one could be your last. You know, in thinking about time and your immediate future, God, each day is a gift. And each, and each of us know that the longer you've been alive, it seems like the faster they go. But did you know that time doesn't change? Time, and it wasn't, there was no such thing as time until God invented it. You know, He said in the beginning, boom, He created time. We talked about that earlier today. In thinking about that all that God created, He gave us the gift of time. And looking at this this morning, just there's a, a lot of phrases that we use to talk about the passing of time. Spend time, take time, best time, save time. Let time get away. Um, I need to manage my time. All of these things show us that we are creatures of time. But all we have is today. I've got a calendar. Matter of fact, um, so far, Trey and I, we did this with Evan. We've really extended it even more. Trey and I sit down, we'll plan out a whole year. And, uh, the, uh, and, you know, I'm just thinking about, well, if God wills. And, you know, the Bible says that if God wills, we'll do this or that. And, uh, I'll never forget that, uh, famous quote. You know, the fellow visited the farmer. And uh, he saw that hog. He said, that's a fine-looking hog, but why has he got a peg leg? Y'all remember Marcel's hog? He said, that hog jumped in the river one day and saved my life. And he said, well, it's a mighty fine hog. And any time you got a, a, a hog like that, he said, uh, fattening him up, getting him ready to eat. It's a great hog. I only eat him one leg at a time. And what's time to a hog? Amen. Well, I tell you what, so many of us, time passes fast, time passes slow. It depends on what you're doing a lot of times. Teach us to number our days and, and just, you know, first of all, I want to, that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. You don't have to turn to James. I do want you to turn to Ephesians 5, but James 1 and 5 says that God gives us wisdom. Wisdom comes from Him. It comes from Him. And uh, But the Bible has a huge amount to say about 
how do we spend our time? So if we're going to spend our time wisely, let's look at a few things real quick. In Ephesians chapter 5, and then we'll back up a smidgen and to 2 Corinthians. Ephesians 5.15 says this, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because why? Because the days are evil. Days are evil because one day you won't be able to do what you can do now. And it could be because of your age and you got you get older and you're not as young as you used to be. Remember that saying? I'm not as young as I used to be. But so many of us use that as excuse. Use it for a reason. I'm not going to be any younger tomorrow, so I better get busy today. And then if you back up, all of these things, so we apply our hearts to wisdom. Wisdom comes from God. Just back up a smidgen to 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 9. God's Word says, Wherefore we labor, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of Him, Jesus. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body, according to he hath done, whether it be good or bad. Folks, we're all going to be held accountable. We're all going to be held accountable for what we do with our time. And what am I doing tomorrow? Is my life going to honor God tomorrow? Is my life going to honor God tonight? Is my life going to honor God next week? What am I doing for the Lord? In the book of Luke, this is again concerning really an attitude concerning time. And a famous story in Luke chapter 12, just, just you know, uh, the opportunities that were given. Luke chapter 12, verse 47. We'll take off there. <clears throat> and that servant, which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given of him, much or shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much of him, they will ask the more. I am come to send fire on the earth. Talking about judgment. And what will I if it be already kindled? Jesus saying we're going to, have, we're going to be held accountable. We're going to be held accountable for the opportunities that we've been given. We've been entrusted with stewardship over great things. Uh, just toward the end of your Bible in First Peter. Give your Bible a workout this morning. First Peter chapter two and verse four. <clears throat> to whom coming as unto a living stone, disallowed indeed of men, but chosen of God and precious, you are lively or living stones. You're built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God by Jesus Christ. Wherefore, also it is contained in the Scriptures, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief cornerstone, elect, press Jesus, 
elect precious, and he that believeth on him shall not be confounded unto you therefore, which believe. He's precious. Jesus should be precious. But unto them which be disobedient, the stone which the builders disallowed, the same is made the head of the corner. Of course, the Jews rejected Jesus. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense, even to them which stumble at the word, being disobedient, whereunto also they were appointed. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people. And by the way, real quick, just a little footnote, the word peculiar, a lot of people say, well, Christians need to be peculiar, different, odd. The word peculiar there does not mean different, odd. It means a special possession. A special possession. Pretty cool. It's an old English word, King James Bible. If you have a new King James Bible or ESV or something like that, it would be different. And uh, peculiar or special people. Special. Matter of fact, it means a special possession. We are a special people belonging to Him. That Why? That you should show forth the praises of Him. All of this is saying... All of this is saying, you know, I know that I've been running you all over your Bible and looking at these verses concerning time and wisdom, and time is short, and time is brief, and uh, man, we're special people, and we trust God, we love God, we need to live for God, we need to do for God, but in these verses right here, I want you to say, yes, I've been missing out, I've been coasting, I've been sitting on the sidelines I'm not doing with my life. God has given me, think about it. All of y'all know me, think about it. I'm 46 years old. You're either younger than me or older than me or the same age as me. So you know, according to that quote list a while ago, the number of days approximately that you've been alive. If you've never figured it up, every day has been a gift. Every day that you have left is a gift. What are you going to do with it? You know, just like the song that Jordan sang, what are you waiting for? I mean, what have you got to lose to say, okay, God, I'm too scared to step out. I'm too afraid. Not afraid of nothing. Will you do it? No, no, I ain't going to do it. Yeah, we're afraid a lot of times. Most of us, most of us in here are afraid. We say the words may come out of your mouth differently, but we're afraid of what people think. We are. Well, I ain't getting up in front of people. <laughs> Why? Well, I ain't going to speak to them what they say. It doesn't matter what they say. I want to share Jesus with them. I want to speak up for my Lord. I don't need to be ashamed any longer. I want to carry a track. I want to stick a track in my truck. I want to stick a, a message that I want to find you a free Bible. If you don't have a free Bible in your vehicle to give away when the opportunity comes up, see Trey and myself, we know where some are. We give you a free Bible. Give away. To give away. God, I guarantee you, say, matter of fact, God's Word, the only place in all of the Bible in Malachi where it says, He says, put me to the test, He's talking about to, to give to Him, to put Him to the test. 
We've been entrusted. We're accountable. Matthew 25 talks about that. Skipping on down. Just uh, think about the reality that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. In the book of James, of course, this is another famous verse concerning time. James 4.14 says this, Wherefore, or whereas you know not what shall be on the morrow, but for what is your life, it is a vapor that appeareth for a little while and vanisheth away. Today is a gift for rejoicing. I do definitely want to read this one again. Some of these I'll hit and some of them I won't because, again, of time. You know, I... I, I, some, sometimes people give preachers a hard time about how long they preach, and uh, and I've always preached to you know around thirty minutes, sometimes more, sometimes less. But uh, I've always hoped that people, if they, if man, you you stop preaching too soon, that's a good thing. <laughs> means you was wanting more instead of wishing I'd just sit down and hush. <laughs> oh, guys, enough. And I think about, I've been in services before where the services were three hours long. At least it wasn't like the Paul service where the fellow fell out of the window preaching to midnight. And uh, But he lived <laughs> after he died. Neat story, read it. Time. Well, a preacher doesn't need to preach to one because we've got things to do. We don't have time. We don't have time for, well, what do we have time for? We have time to do whatever we want to do. It all comes down to what is your want to. What is your desire? I guarantee you, and I think maybe one of those quotes, I didn't read them all, they're for you, just, uh, but, you have time to do whatever you want to do. It's a gift. A gift from the Lord. Each day, each day, Psalms 118, verse 24, God's Word says, This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. It's okay. To, folks, the Bible gives you permission to smile. <laughs> The Bible gives you permission to encourage somebody else to say, how's your day going? And for five minutes, ask them about their day instead of telling them about yours. Get interested in them. This is the day the... Who made it? The Lord made it! You didn't make it, and I didn't make it. Even those days that are... 30 degrees and the wind's blowing 500 miles an hour. Thank you, Lord, for the wind. May it blow all the leaves in the neighbor's yard. <laughs> Whichever way it's blowing, I don't know. Yep. Me and Bull and Trey, we're chasing leaves. Chasing leaves. This is the day. Amen. <laughs> this is the day the Lord has made. God 
shows us these things. Ecclesiastes talks about it. Our gratitude, Colossians 3.23, says that whatever you do, do it in the name of the Lord. Do it for Him. Encourage each other. Wisdom turns the implicit into the explicit. It means time and life are urgent. God's Word emphasizes today as the focal point of our lives. Just want to hit these real quick. In Deuteronomy, and there's two verses there in Deuteronomy chapter 4. Again, I give you ammunition. You can take those bullets. You can leave them laying on the shelf. You can look them up. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 4, and then also verse 39. But you that did cleave unto the Lord your God are alive, every one of you, tomorrow or yesterday. If you don't have your Bible open, you don't know what it says. Later on when we get these screens, I may give you a hint. <laughs> You're alive today! That's what it says, this day! Verse 39 says this, Know therefore, what? This day, not yesterday, not tomorrow, and consider it in thine heart that the Lord, He is God in heaven above. There's nobody else like Him. That's what it says. Little MRV in there. So, folks, God's Word emphasizes today we cannot live in the past. We cannot live in the future. Well, Lastly, in closing, these are powerful. So let's hit them real hard. Second Corinthians. I'm going to go ahead and get a finger here in Second Corinthians 6. And then also Romans 13. The greatest need concerning time. Brother Michael, you've been preaching about 25 minutes now. About time, but it all comes down to you in a yes or no. It all comes down to you and what you're going to do with the Lord. In Second Corinthians chapter 6, and then also in Romans 13, just go ahead and get all that. Not very far apart. If you're lost, this is your greatest need. Lost meaning what? You've never prayed and asked Jesus Christ to save you. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says this, For He said, I have heard thee in a, in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the time you need to get saved. If you're not saved, all you have is right now. If you're backslidden, means you're just coasting. Maybe you're in a rut. Y'all know my definition of a rut. It's just a grave with both ends knocked out. Okay, that's all a rut is. You're 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 not you're you didn't come to church. You didn't pray before you come to church. You're you didn't you haven't read the Bible this week. Uh, folks, everybody, preachers, everybody. 
gets backslidden. You're not, listen to me, here's a good definition. If you're not as close to the Lord as you've ever been in your life, who moved? That's one of those duh moments. And what does this say? Romans thirteen eleven. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to wake out of sleep. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore what? Cast off the works of darkness. And let us what? Put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day. Not in rioting. In other words, doing rebelliously. Drunkenness. Not in chambering, wantonness, not in strife or envying. But if you're backslidden, what do you need to put on? The Lord Jesus Christ. And make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. And lastly, in John chapter 9, if you're ready to go to work this morning, If you're ready to take that step, if you're ready to say, I want to do what God wants me to do, I've wasted enough time, I need to make, you're right, preacher, I need to make more emphasis this week. I need to take advantage of the day God gives me. It's a gift from Him. In John 9, in verse 4, it says, I must work the works of Him that sent me while it's today. Ready to put it where we can use it? Because there's coming a time when you can't work anymore. That's what it says. There's coming a time when I can't work. I need to start today. I'm, 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 I'm take the, take your spiritual life and take it out of neutral. Some of you take it out of reverse and park. Let's put our spiritual life in drive. Let's move forward with Him, not with anything else, with Him. Let's say, it's time to go to work. It's time to do for the Lord. As we prepare for Him invitation, Father, as we bow before You, I just thank You for this, this time that we have this morning. And for just a little while, we pause to recharge. We pause to refresh and renew our hearts to wisdom, to Your Word, to what You have to say. Speak to our hearts through Your Holy Spirit this morning. I thank You so much for answered prayer, for blessing us, for forgiving us when we mess up. Thank You for being there for us. In Jesus' name, Amen.